Hey guys, I want to thank you for listening to The Urban Roaster. Tonight, before we get started, I wanted to take just a moment and let you know what we've got going on and what's going into every episode that you guys listen to. On a regular basis, we have a couple of hours beforehand in just logistics and managing when the person's going to be here that we're interviewing, as well as a couple of hours on the back end doing post-production getting things settled and all of that. On top of that, we've got a lot of gear here. Most of it we've purchased at this point. However, there are a couple of key pieces that we're in the process of purchasing. And that's where you guys come in. If you love what you're listening to, and I hope you do because it's a blast to create, I want you to consider going to theurbanroaster.com and sponsoring our podcast. Every penny that we are able to bring in the door helps us get the gear needed in order to provide a better experience, to provide better taping, as well as better production overall, and it helps us to bring in the guests that you guys want to listen to. So if you're interested, make sure you visit theurbanroaster.com and sign up to sponsor the podcast. We thank you. We thank all of you for just listening and sharing it with your friends and we look forward to continuing to create this awesome interview show we have no intentions of stopping this is just a matter of time as we build it into what we know it can be so with that being said i hope you guys enjoy this episode this is going to be a fun one and i can't wait to talk to you guys again have a great day Today's podcast is brought to you by Virginia Commonwealth Roasters. Virginia Commonwealth Roasters, damn good coffee. That's my roastery. That's my spiel. I don't have a whole lot of sales techniques on this. Just try a bag. I promise you'll like it. Make sure you take a look through our website at vcr.coffee. Use coupon code urbanroaster to save 10% and tell your friends about us. We ship nationwide, we have subscription services, and I am always trying to make the best cup of coffee possible. So once again, Virginia Commonwealth Roasters, enjoy your next cup. On tonight's episode of The Urban Roaster, I have a friend that I haven't actually seen in a long time, but he just celebrated five years sober and... I figured what better time to talk to him and talk about his experience than Sober October. People are doing it. I haven't fully done it, although at the same time, I don't drink much. So, yeah. Anyway, I hope you guys enjoy the episode. Tonight is my good friend, Don Hanline. So, hope you enjoy it. Here we go. We're live. All right. There we go. Bro, it's been a long time. It has. It has since I've uh, seen you and known you, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, we've known each other. How 
how long it's ago? It's at least now been eight to ten years. Park at least. Park Lane. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> very drunken par- times in Park Lane. Yes. Back, back when you were uh, wearing a skirt on a daily basis. Oh man. Well, I mean that could be happening now. Well, I just wasn't wearing underwear, so you can call it whatever you were. Just remember, there was no underwear involved. Or... That's yeah. That's <laughs> disturbing things. Hot um, days were sweaty. No, I'm just <laughs> whew. There are some things that I will not use as the picture for this podcast. There you go. Well, that, <laughs> luckily, or those for my exposed. mind. Okay, good. Luckily, I've got a backstash of. Uh, I was about to say you say that now, but I'm thinking like, well, later you're like into it with your wife, and you're like, you know what? Maybe just once. Then there's Don's sweaty nuts, and you're like, oh, that's oh, it. Oh, and then there you're is. hooked. Yeah, there it is. There you go. <laughs> First reference to Don's nuts. Exactly. Probably not the last. Sadly, the good news is it's only been two minutes in, less than that, probably into it. So, <laughs> exactly. Let's do the math on that. <laughs> yeah. So, um, we talked about you coming on here and doing this. Mm-hmm. And really what I wanted to talk about, you just celebrated five years of sobriety. I did. And we've known each other to know way back before that. Oh, yeah. yeah. When sobriety was not even a glimmer for you. No, no. That was the thing I tried to avoid with sobriety. (laughs) I was like, oh, crap, I'm coming down. Better make sure this beer tastes the same as it did 30 minutes ago. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what I remember is when you and I met each other, we would, uh, you were working at Park Lane and I would come in and heckle you and more or less we would get to the point where we were cussing each other out. Oh, it was great because yes, you would come in and you would try and then we would battle and then I would get off and then of course, once I'm off work, then it's like game on. Oh, it's game on. And then I would just start getting drunker and drunker and then everything would just go crazy from there. So yeah, we had a lot of good exchanges. <laughs> it was the fun times on the smoking pattern. You're like, I don't even smoke. And I'm like <laughs> sitting there chain smoking cigarettes, talking about the current events and how terrible they are. I don't know. God, that was... Yeah, there were some interesting people there. There were, yeah. Interesting <laughs> times. I don't remember all of them. I know they're I, there. I don't remember all... Yeah. I, I don't think anybody does. Yeah. This is this is before Facebook was big, too. So thank God. Because if Facebook was big in my <laughs> drinking times, whoa! There'd be a lot yeah, more Don's there, nuts on the There internet. would have been so much crazier shit. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> well, more than there already are. Those are on the pay sites, though. But, so, mm-hmm. yeah. So, five years. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you were at Park Lane, yep. and then you were also at Maltese there for a while. I was. That However, was... that was after. Yep. What, what caused the change? What caused you to... Just talk to us a little bit yeah. about that. Well, I mean, as you said, I mean, I was working in bars. I had literally done that my whole adult life. So from 19 on, started waiting tables. As soon as I turned 21, moved on bars. Continued bartending, met you Park Lane, like I said. Just was a hard party or drinker. That, that's what you did. Yeah. You worked all night, and you made way more money than any 21-year-old should make in the one shift. And you couldn't sleep because you were yacked up on uh, Red Bull. So what are you also going to do? You're going to get drunk with everyone else. And then when you get home, you're like, ah, I got to have a couple more. <laughs> and so, you know, and then it just kind of happens. And then you can sleep until one or two the next day and then keep doing it. So, yeah, it just kind of kept going. But really what, I mean, happened was I ended up getting married. I think you even met my ex-wife. I yeah, think, very briefly. Yeah, definitely once. I know I was sloshingly drunk, and you're like, this is my wife, Clark. And you're like, hey, you're not wearing pants. <laughs> and, uh, just, which is, again, un- not unusual. But, uh, Yet another day. Yeah. So, But no, I, was, I ended up getting divorced and pretty much lost everything. And it was another rock bottom. I'd already had multiple, by the, w- by the way, at that point. I just ignored them. I'm like, everyone goes through these things. Yeah. Everyone always loses everything in their apartment and has to move in with their family twice or three or eight times. No, 
But uh, so <laughs> yeah, we've but, been there. But yeah, so I've I, been there. Yeah, I ended up in in Woodbridge, and um, I was already in trouble too legally because I'd gotten a DUI with my wife because I always insisted on driving, so yeah. she didn't have to. Uh, noble drunk thing to do. No, my yeah. dear, I shall drive drunk, I, and you I'll shall drive. Not. Yeah, exactly. Get in the back, yeah. wench. Yeah, she's like, this isn't even our car. Shut up. We have the keys. <laughs> but anyways, but yeah, so I I was dealing with that, and I wasn't even supposed to be legally drinking. I mean, they monitored me, obviously not well, because yeah. I was consisting, you know, paying some stranger ten bucks to blow into the hose on in your car oh oh on that hose yes yes yeah well that that the other one was five dollars and he was a he was a good guy anyways but uh, (laughs) (laughs) um no man i just i i was living with my dad i hated it just was basically i'll put it this way i got to the point where if i wasn't drinking liquor i couldn't get drunk or if i wasn't drinking four loco i couldn't get drunk yeah so like 12 beers was nothing a case of beer i remember one time i got a 36 packs from like the Costco ones, the awesome ones, which is yeah. great. You're like, yeah, this will last me forever. <laughs> I drank 28 that night before I realized how many I drank. And I was like, oh, I got to leave some, so I'll have some for tomorrow. And then, um, yeah, so that's yeah. how bad I was. And then, like, average night would be, honestly, uh, if I had to work the next day, I would drink three, four locos. If I didn't have to work, it would be three, four locos, plus maybe two more, plus extra beer. But, yeah. It's pretty wow. bad. Or a handle of vodka would be gone. Uh, originally, would paste it down a half bottle, and then, yeah, no, just got out just, of control. Just a lot of yep. alcohol, yeah, constantly. And uh, of course, that cost me every job I ever had because <laughs> uh, when I was in Woodbridge, I would just somehow something would come up, and it would be. It seemed like a rational reason for me to do the thing I did or didn't do, for that matter. And they would fire me for it, not realizing it was sober eyes. It's like, no, you can't just show up reeking of alcohol, abuse the women of or 50, a party of 15 women you're waiting on, and <laughs> then expect a good attempt and them not to complain. <laughs> it's like. Well, and I feel like that's so prevalent in the restaurant industry. It is. I and mean, that's, that's the sad part. Because that's, that's the lifestyle the it breeds. It, it breeds that lifestyle. You have nothing to do and you can't sleep. Well, and how and many have people. Money get into that restaurant lifestyle and then you know 10 15 years later they're looking back they're 35 40 years old and it's still every night yeah it's it's still wearing on their body i mean i know for me i went through my 20s and uh had a lot of good times downtown had a lot of good times on the road that's what you're supposed to do but at some point it got old and I think for a lot of people, at some point it gets old, but I feel like there's this there's this nasty little thing that it can hook you and get you into this life of addiction. Oh, absolutely. And it and here's the thing. It, it just happens before you even know. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you think about like telling telling instances, family engagements were always difficult because I had to plan how I was going to get drunk before enough. And we'll make it last throughout the whole time or to get drunk a little bit during how to hide the smell. I mean, it was everything. It was terrible. Not to mention that it, it had cost me my license. So and then I didn't have a car. I didn't have anything. Yeah. Everything I made went to paying for alcohol. And it was ridiculous. And Jeez. then my body was completely taking the toll. And basically what happened is um, I lost the final job in, in, final job in uh, Woodbridge um because of drinking and then final job and because of its effects on my body 
And then I lost the place I was living because I couldn't afford it and was homeless. I was going to be homeless. And the reason I'm not dead today is because my mom took me in. My wow. mom already had my sister living with her. And my sister was getting married the next month, by the way. Yeah. So, yeah, it's crazy times for my family, too. They went through a lot. But um, very simply, I mean, she took me in and kept me alive. And, I mean, I went to the hospital four or five days after she took me in, and I was in there for a week. And they, when I went in, the night I went in, they told me I was not going to leave. Wow. They looked at me, and the nurse, I, I asked the nurse, I was like, so what are we doing in this situation? <coughs> Excuse me, I was clear my throat. And she looked at me, and she kind of, the smile on her face kind of went from, well, you know, talking happy nurse, super, super, you know, happy all the time, to, oh. And then the smile disappeared, and she just looked at me and said, we make you comfortable. Wow. That was it. So that was that was me going, that was me realizing, oh, dear. <laughs> I am 29 years old. I will never walk out of this hospital because I partied my ass off in my 20s. So what was, I mean, what was the prognosis? I mean, we're not going mean, to get into all that, but it, I mean, I'm alive. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it's not good. It's not good, but I take every day for what I get with it. I've done more in my sobriety with a severe ailment than I ever did without a severe ailment while I was a drunk. Well, and I feel like there's a lot of times that some people have to get kicked in their teeth. Yeah, I, well, mean, I mean, sometimes you got to get kicked really hard, and then they just keep kicking. Yeah, you know, sometimes you yeah. know, they get, like the exactly they they're not holding your head underwater long enough. Those bubbles are still coming. They got to keep you under. <laughs> you know, it's like no, no, no. <laughs> well, for the silvery we, bubbles to stop and then bring them up for life. Well, we know you're a stubborn ass. So, exactly, that's I mean, too. There's that. <laughs> There's very much that. There's very much that. So that was that was right at five years ago now. So that was yeah five years ago. I had had my last drink. I know still know exactly what it was. I know exactly where I got it, who brought me to get it, what time it was, what it looked like, everything. Set in stone. Everything. Just always be there. Nice. Can't remember that first drink, though. That is one of those very eerie moments. Yeah. And yeah. it'll haunt you for eternity, but, but yeah. you know. But yeah, then I got sober and um, basically... Now... Go ahead. With sobriety, did you go through AA or no. did you... It was cold turkey. It was me. It Because I... <clears throat> for me, I, and then don't take this anyone who uses AA. It is a great establishment. I'm 100% for it. I choose not to, I chose to live the rest of my life without an addiction dominating it. Often I see AA, people go to AA and they use that. It becomes their addiction. It yeah. replaces their alcoholism with the simple addiction of AA. I didn't need that. I needed to have this, my brain, clear. And I needed to have only thoughts that were mine that were given from other people that I could digest, take in, and choose to be right or wrong. I didn't need to be preached to, to told what I'm supposed to do. I'd already been done that my whole life. Yeah. It didn't turn out well. Oh, absolutely. Well, and I and <clears throat> you hit the nail on the head with the exchanging one addiction for another. Absolutely. And I think people do that in a lot of areas. They do that, period. They, yeah. I, I mean, mean, it's it's a nature of life. You, you need – people need – and vice is the wrong word, but a vice in their life. They need something that grips them. Well, it's a release, and it's their own. Yeah. And it's very simply, for instance, I mean, part of the greatest thing about my addiction was it was mine. Yeah. No one could take it. It was always there for me. Yeah. It's not healthy. <laughs> That's not the way no, it's supposed it's not. to be. My family was always there for me. I didn't realize that. My friends were always there for me. I didn't realize that. Yeah. The world was there. I just wasn't ready for it. 
Yeah, that's, I mean, and I think that's what this is all about. I think that's what um, so many different things in life are about. Right now, I mean, we're we're in the middle of this COVID yeah. crap. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. putting And we're very... both wearing masks uh, following all CDC guidelines. In fact, he's uh, 12 feet away. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm... I'm in the other room. It's true. <laughs> I can still see him, though. It's weird it's right. underwear he chose. <laughs> also, not to wear pants after first time in two years of seeing you. Hey, Clark. Hey, <laughs> you know, I wanted to make it feel like old times. I know. It does. So it does. And I'm we'll, scared. We'll come um, later. <laughs> I mean, um, crap. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, so, yeah, I. it's just I've COVID, seen yeah. I've been watching the COVID stuff. I've been watching the um, suicide rates go up alcoholism rates are going up alcohol sales there's a lot of states that shut down restaurants shut down bars shut down everything else but they kept the liquor store open because they were afraid of what would happen if it closed could you imagine if they didn't (laughs) (laughs) and you start to think about that and you think that's that's crazy but at the same time shows you where we are it shows you where we are as a culture Mm -hmm. how do we break that i mean i I'll put it to you this way. I mean, I worked at the brewery. It is, and this is going to really turn a lot of people off. It is totally socially acceptable to take your child in a stroller to a beer fest on a Saturday all day with your spouse. And your child in a stroller, the sun is out, getting blitz hammered off multiple <laughs> small samples. Oh, they're only small samples, but you can't walk by the end. And you got that kid in that stroller still. That is socially acceptable. Yeah. Yeah. When I go down to Richmond, the few times I did there on the Sundays, because it's a great day to go there on breweries. Don't, worry, don't get me wrong. Sunday is a great day to oh, go to Oh, Sunday is a great day but to breweries. But the problem is, is why do I see all these people there and none of them are going to church? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not even talking about preaching religion, beliefs, or anything. It's simply, why are you not teaching your kid to be a good person? You're taking them to a bar. Yeah. Flat out. This is a bar. Like, I'm sorry. It's a brewery. It's you a can bar. Call it a brewery. Yeah. It's it a, just doesn't have liquor. It's yeah. a bar that's making its own alcohol. Yeah. And again, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. Breweries are great. I love it. I love the diversity. I love that there it it instilled that spirit in people of we can do this. I can make something that is mine. Oh, absolutely. It's the mentality that goes along with it that, that is hypocritical. Well, and I think it's that it's bashing the creator for what the end result is. Yeah. But that's well, in moderation. In moderation, it's great, yes. If you go there and you have your couple of drinks, it's fine. If you're responsible, for the love of God, it's fine. If you go to the local one that's right across the street from your house and you Uber at home, that's fine. Or walk home, that's fine. Just don't put people in jeopardy for your thing that makes you unique in your eyes. <laughs> I did that. I was when I got put in yeah. jail. And but it's now you can be like, ah, he's just heading home from a brewery. Get on home, you <laughs> scamp. Well, and I feel like the the term brewery and the the thought process behind it. We've seen the culture. Oh, by the way, have you seen the culture of breweries? Are they turn on someone who gets a DUI? Oh, they shun them like they're like, my God, how, how dare, dare you get you? caught? This is yes. How dare you show light to this thing that we do every damn day? A brewer sit at work and drink. <laughs> like, come on, bro. Yeah, they're a little drunk when they leave. Just let them get home. They're fine. They do it every day. They're professionals. <laughs> uh, well and and i feel like that 
hits the nail on a much larger issue in culture. And take take the brewery, take the alcohol out of it. Take people at work in shopping malls that get into this buying frenzy Isn't and it? they buy themselves into debt. Why is Christmas stuff already out? It is <laughs> not even don't Halloween. even get me started on that. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, they were backfilling the Halloween stuff with Christmas stuff at Target last night. It's insane. It's 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 because it's feeding into another addiction. It's it's like you said, shopping. It's why is Amazon having more Amazon days? Because they saw that the results of Amazon days were extremely successful. Yeah, and all that free data we gave them by ordering. <laughs> well, they know what we like. They're really good. They're like the best drug dealer ever. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and they're supported by social media. Exactly. That knows more about us. Supported or control it. Who yeah. knows? <laughs> well, and I was listening to um, someone the other night talk about Facebook mm -hmm. and the analytics and the way they track everything. I mean, friggin' everything. They can tell when you go to the bathroom. They can tell when you go to bed, when you wake up, when you go to the bathroom, when you go to lunch with somebody or without somebody they can tell when you're at a store with your spouse they have all these analytics where they're tracking they know if you set your phone down for a certain amount of time and then you pick it back up and the first thing you do is x y and z they know what you did in that five minute gap oh, they have yeah. figured that stuff out oh yeah that's i mean that's just it's got a camera. It's got two, and it's got a microphone. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure they know whatever. I mean, I just give them a show, though. Like, when I'm taking a deuce, oh, I just liven oh, yeah. it up. I'm just, like, blaring music, talking all sorts of craziness. Hell, sometimes I just point the camera straight at me, and I freeze frame, thinking they have a glitch in the Matrix. No, that's just me being crazy on the toilet. <laughs> uh, it, and that's that's exactly right. They They're watching everything we do. Mm -hmm. We figured out. You know, we figured out how to see how people react to different things, different stimuli. And then you have the addiction portion of things with shopping, with alcohol, with, oh yeah, you know, relationships, with that social media, that little buzz that you get yeah. when you get a like on a post or a retweet or this or that. And it's all building to a very unhealthy culture. It's it's a culture yeah. that is totally engulfed in themselves, mm -hmm. but they're being you know. In but they'll yourself. say they're not. But yeah. they'll say they're not. They're woke. Yeah. I'm woke. No, 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 no. You're not woke. <laughs> you're 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 very much the opposite of woke. You're woke would mean you've I mean, actually done the research or actually based it in theory and reason. You've simply looked at things and said this is how I extrapolated the truth to be. You didn't actually look for the reasonings behind them or see that who was even providing them because, oh, look at that. They were all sponsored on a social media app. Well, and use your brain, read books, read books, read learn, books, learn facts, you know, not bought, just the facts that you want to see. I bought encyclopedia Britannica collections simply because they've started changing facts. Like I am just I own them. Yeah. The physical copies now I never did my whole life. After all those infomercials that we had growing up, of come yeah. buy them, they'll send one out a month. And I'm like, that's stupid. But now people do it like crazy. Anyways, but no, I physically bought them because I was like, if they're going to change history, I'm going to be like, well, that's not what you wrote in this year's copy of, yeah. you know. It's just insane. Well, and that's, and I feel like that, that is a big cultural norm now. Change history so that you don't have to face 
the music. Yeah, exactly. If it, if it doesn't have pain, then we don't have to show it, we, or we can show it to them. So why don't we just erase all the pain, and we'll just show them all the good stuff, and it's always been like this, or this is how we were, or blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, if you haven't left us with the history, how are we going to know if you're telling the truth? Also, you've taken away our ability to see the wolf in sheep's clothing. How will we know when it's back? Yeah. Absolutely. You talk, I mean, I mean, it's, uh, you, it's, you, they're, they're talking about not teaching World War II in history schools. It's, it, it's blinding to me. Yeah. It, it's, it, how you can raise a culture to be woke, quote unquote, and not know that they're being lied to and not know that there's other things aside from something that sits in your pocket that you can get information from. There's books. There's going places. There's seeing with your there's own eyes. Seeing eye. things. You know when yeah. when the all those riots and everything started when in Fredericksburg they were happening. I have videos of all of them because I went to them. Oh yeah. I wanted to see them. I wanted to see what was really happening. I've been going to D.C. every other weekend to see what's happening. Well, and with that's, my eyes. <laughs> and and the experience is is what allows you to speak into them with yeah. authority. I feel like that's it, it's the experience that gives you the authority, not the perceived knowledge. But if the experience is so easily achieved, we choose not that's to. Exactly. Because that, we well, do get enthralled in our addictions or in our in our in our little intrinsic ways and go off on our little missions and our little quests and our little fights for freedoms and things like that. We don't step back and look that this is the time to seize and this is it. This is the world. This is the time we have now. This is what we're given. Go and do it. Yeah. You can change as you go, but don't destroy. Change as you go. That was a weird extrapolation there. Sorry. (laughs) Well, let's take, I mean, for instance, you were talking about how you remember the last drink you had. Yeah. You remember that whole moment. Mm -hmm. What if that moment was erased from your memory? Be a lot easier to go back to drinking. Yeah. I mean, that, that right there rounds itself out. It'd be so much easier to step back in if we erase those those pieces of pain in our past. That's what allows us to walk right back into it, yeah, and get bit by the same thing that bit us before. And you know, we were we were talking previous to this episode about how I wanted to kind of go down the rabbit hole of the difference between people that suffer from alcoholism versus mm. those that we consider drunks and i do think that there's there's a difference there's a difference there's, there's a difference um it's a fine line though yeah <laughs> and it's a very fine and you don't really know the difference in the moment yeah and i mean it's, i think the difference is found by what it takes to get out of that moment exactly for instance i i think my pr- the first thing i mentioned to you was try taking it away from me yeah, someone who says, "Oh, I'm not an I'm not an alcoholic. I'm a drunk. All I do, I just blah blah blah," and then you you just stop them and you say, "Okay," and you say, "Go without then it for don't two drink. weeks." Two weeks. Yeah. Why two weeks? Because that's as long as well. They probably changed the it now, but it was two weeks to break a habit. Yeah, and two weeks to break sm- cigarette smoking, drinking, things like that. So do it for about two weeks. Do without it for two weeks. And you know what the problem is? Is so much of what our culture is bred us into is n- people can't be honest with themselves that yeah. they'll never say the truth or they'll be like, oh, well, this is why I did it. Or, oh, well, this is a, oh, this is excuse this reason. No, the real reason is you chose to. You yeah. chose to. We are where we choose yeah. to be. For instance, I 
would have shakes and vomit if I didn't have alcohol. I chose to quit it. Knowing yeah. very well I was going to have shakes, vomiting, all sorts of terrible reactions to it. But I chose to do it over a physical my body was willing and doing everything it could to get me to drink. And I said, no, you can yeah. do it too with anything. It's just getting to the point of realizing of who you are, being truthful with yourself and realizing that you're the one that's in the way. Oh, absolutely. So that is a really extrapolated weird way to go about who's drunks and who's an alcoholic. But yeah, no, I mean, but I mean, it makes total sense. Yeah. Cause it, it's simply put it's, 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 if you are a drunk, I mean, okay. If you really think that go without it two weeks. Yeah. You're going to realize, number one, either it's worth it to go without it forever or you can't go without it. Well, you've gotten your answer. Absolutely. Well, and then you look at it and look at society where we're at now. I think until some of the things that are going on change, we're not going to truly see where we're at. I feel like we're in the middle of this bad dream. <laughs> It's, it's, it's definitely it's yeah. like we're at 2 a.m. at Park Lane. Yeah. And like, there was. What the hell happened? Just like come to out of a blackout. Wade yeah. was throwing something exactly. on the bar. I don't yeah. know what the hell he was giving yeah, us. Yeah, it's like we were up for hours. We redid the walls. We repainted every chair. Now I'm just like <laughs> sanded down the tiling. Yeah, it looks better. Uh, no, just, but uh, yeah, it's, it is it is strange of where we are. It's, But I mean, I mean. To be completely honest with you, I mean, as, as crazy as it is, is, this is what a lot of the world goes through on a daily basis. How many yeah. cultures, how many people who are 40, year old, 40 years old in the world today have seen regime changes in their government or in their country or their borders change in the last 40 years? And they're 40 years of being alive. Yeah. How, Americans didn't. Americans have a very, very good position. But that's also because we worked really hard for it. And, yeah, you can say whatever you want. You can say there were injustices done. There were. There were. Absolutely. There were. I don't Every think anyone will does. disagree yeah. with that. But here's the thing is I'm not going to let that stop the fact that the Americans as a people are the most generous human beings on the planet. And that's a proven fact. Yeah. They will donate for anything that is not related to us. Yeah. You think to that, our you own think detriment that's, a lot Yeah, you think times. that's not true? Exactly. When I was just going on that. You think that's not true? Then why are there adopted children from other countries and there are homeless children in America? Yep. There you go. We would rather go to the outside to fix it then even fix our own. That's how caring we are as a people. We're not a bad people. We no. just were misled. We're misled because of who we're told to listen to, what we're told to watch, what we're told to eat, what we're told to drink. Yeah. You know, burgers shouldn't be eaten four times a day. Maybe have a salad. You know, <laughs> once, don't listen to the once in a while. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Don't listen to the, you know, the guy on TV, because more than likely he's lying to you. He wants to get his side. Yeah. One. Basically, that's it. Yeah. Or his product sold. Well, and make I, your own decisions. And everyone, I mean, you look at politics, and that's a rabbit hole that yeah. I don't even. want No, we're go not going to. I mean, we're, we're not. No, no, I don't give a not. shit about that. Yeah. The one thing I will say about it right now is everybody is telling everybody else to vote because it's not somebody else. Exactly. When the hell did that happen? To where it's all about. I'm not the other guy. I know. It's like, well, uh, I, it's it's South Park has done this so many times. It's the turd sandwich or a giant <laughs> douche. It's like, it's so bad. It was like, it's come to this. Like, this is what I felt in 2016. I was like, it's really come to this. And I'm like, oh, okay. All right. Maybe it'll be. No, it's come to this again. It has literally come to this. But yeah, it's. 
I I don't I, understand. And it's and it's because it's it's all about power and people just willing to go with what they're being told as opposed to making their own decisions, making their own realities a reality. Because if you are told that this is the way, it's a lot easier to just go that way. If you're told that this is the way and you go the other way, it's a lot harder. So it's really not you know, uncommon that you would just have a split right down the middle and people would either go one way or the other and that's it because they go the easiest route. There's still going to be that trickle down the middle. The problem is that trickle needs to get stronger down the middle yeah. because, my God, the right and the left right now have lost their minds. Well, and that's the thing. There's this, there's this huge, in politics, this huge chasm, but I don't feel like the people are in this chasm. I feel like everybody, at least everyone I come in contact with, is much closer to the center than anybody would agree. It's because most people are rational. <laughs> yeah. Politics have lost their rationality. The f I mean, the fact that you have uh, only a two-party system, meaning you're already just going one way or the other, obviously, you're with this or not, it's a toss of a coin. That, I mean, right there just shows the... Re oh, I'm sorry, I totally lost my train of thought there. <laughs> Forgot where I was going on that. Two-party system. Two-party system. I yeah, I'm sorry, I had something going. It was really brilliant, by the way. I'll trust you <laughs> listeners out there. You can see it right now. I'm smiling, but no. <laughs> but no, but no you're absolutely right. The two-party system has allowed it to swing further and further yeah. away from the center. And now the problem is between the politics and media and everything else, you either are for me or you absolutely hate me and want to kill me. And yeah. there is no middle ground. And I, and I, don't, I don't remember don't being like that, that when I was kids. I don't remember I don't either. campaigns being that bad when we were kids. I remember them being bad. Don't get me wrong. Like, I mean, granted, we didn't have the internet, but man, it just, it is very much that. It's like, yeah, I hate you for what you want of who you want to vote for, period. Yeah. I was driving around before coming here today and just looking at the yard signs. As we said, we weren't going to talk about politics. <laughs> looking at the yard signs and uh, seeing the different candidates in every yard. And I'm like, <sighs> it's just, well, and these I, people are like, people must see me and know I represent this, or people must see me and know I represent this. And it was for both parties, by the way. Those they're, well, I live in the country. Oh yeah, both, oh, but yeah. they're both country. They're accents. both I live in the country. Yeah. So, <laughs> but um, but yeah, they in reality, what I really saw was just like I can't think for myself. <laughs> just like yeah. that's what I really saw is like, come on, guys. He's <laughs> like, you know, maybe we just have someone else give their opinion. Maybe just one, one more. Let's just start with one more. Let's three parties. Maybe let's just go that. I'm just saying no, 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 no. Cause then the three parties are going to get weird. Cause then you're going to get wackos. You're like, no LSD needs to be legal. And that guy's like staring at the wall. Yeah. And yeah, he's in, in the conference. The other guy's always like, Supreme. where are your kids? And then that's Nambla's vote. And yeah, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, no, it's, it's crazy. And, um, I don't, I don't, I think it, we're not really getting into politics so much as we're this is culture. Yeah. This is what we're living in right now. And, and Fredericksburg is light. Fredericksburg is light. Like we it don't is. deal with it as bad as like I was going down there. I go down to Richmond quite regularly, a friend down there and just going out with her. It's really bad. Like, it's, yeah, it's super different. And it's just like, I feel aggression and anger. And um, like, I, I'll put it this way. I was walking out of the, I was walking out of REI, which kind of may, may explain why the person was such a douchebag because they're REI. But anyways, yeah. I was walking out, and I hate the stupid mask thing. I'll put it that way. So I had it on in the store. I was walking out. I took it off, and we got it out. 
walking in the parking lot, a lady driving towards us stopped, shook her head just vehemently against me and just said something, <laughs> obviously, but her windows were up so I couldn't hear her. And I just looked at her and smiled and kept waving. And then as soon as she walked, or as soon as I got past her, I stopped and just kept waving at her as she drove by very slowly. Then she got really scared, but I just kept waving because I was being nice to her. You yeah. know, out of her outrageous uh, aggression towards me, there was nothing else I could do but need to be nice towards her. But, man, yeah, that's Richmond. Richmond just seems scary. Uh, Richmond's been nuts lately. Yeah. I've been down there a few times in the last couple of weeks, and I don't know. I just want to hang out at home. I yeah, want to stay I mean, away from friggin' just, everybody. I go to the I go to the river here like all the time. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I do. My, I literally go to the river like every day and hang out for hours. My or wife go on and trails. I started talking about she wants to get an RV and just disappear, go on the road, do yeah. do events and stuff for the roastery. Oh, okay. Uh, I thought you were talking about living off the grid. Uh, Clark, you don't I don't think you're going to make it off the grid, sir. Not no. completely <laughs> off the grid, but we I mean this I How am I supposed to roast these on this fire? It's <laughs> a real fire. Well, and and Dad, you know, those aren't there coffee beans, they're rocks. <laughs> you you're lost your mind. Shut up, collect more. We've only been off the grid for 3 weeks. <laughs> um but no, we've been just we want to experience more of what this country has to offer. Oh, absolutely. Before it burns to the ground, you know. That's a good chance, and yeah. This, this is no chance like the present. <laughs> Before wanna, it's gone, either I mean, force fires are rioting. Either way, it's we going already, down. We already missed the Chaz party. Yeah. We don't uh, want to miss Bono? another one. I'm sorry, what? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but there's just there's so much opportunity to see this awesome country it is it is and a- and people aren't as torn apart as the media might make us seem that's very true that is a hundred percent true i th- i think that there's some, i think there are definitely parts of the country that are like that yeah and there's some go vilifying Portland. going on yeah but as a whole i know i mean i hang out at hogshead cigar lounge down mm-hmm. here and you walk in there and on any given night it's Every race, creed, color, everything under the sun. These guys just like cigars. We like cigars. And it it's created a culture of that. Mm-hmm. And that's that's part of what I like about the cigar culture is the fact that everyone just likes cigars. We can talk about whatever. We keep politics and religion out of it nine times out of ten. Now, every once in a while, you know, you got somebody that's got a wild hair up their ass. And next thing you know they're screaming at each other but that rarely happens typically we're just we're unified and i'm looking around going this is a good representation of what our country actually is well especially this area there's i mean no one in Fredericksburg's from virginia no we're all from wherever else we just ended up here most military and then second generation military things where are you from I'm military. I'm from everywhere. We ended up okay. in Woodbridge, and then I ended up down here after high school. But yeah, I'm I got you from Virginia. I'm, I ended up in I was in Virginia a lot of my life. But I mean, there's so much of Virginia that is commuter, and so much, especially this area, you get such a a grouping of like you're saying the the wide grouping of what this country represents is that's one reason why I think we have such a chill environment. Yeah, we do. I mean, compared to God, compared to Richmond, Richmond's 45 minutes away. They were burning the streets down. Yeah, like. We had that a couple instances here, but and I mean, DC and you just saw a and you saw our police I try and stay out of there you know, as much yeah. as possible. I mean, you saw our police; they even handled the right way. They, I mean, I've saw the videos. They're walking up there like, "Listen, guys, 
we yeah. don't have a problem with you. Yeah. This is our city, too. I know that guy in that video. That guy, I bartended on that guy in multiple places. Yeah. It's like, it's that's because that's who we are. We are that. And that's honestly what this country was supposed to be. And, yeah, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, there was terrible things that happened in between the founding and where we got to here. But all I know is this is the closest that any nation on the planet has ever gotten to legitimate freedom for its citizens absolutely that has ever existed you know why because we are actual citizens you know who what every other country has subjects subjects well and we're a very young country we are that's, that's also another that's thing too. something this is else throw, yeah, that i was like, talking to somebody about the other day we're going through throws really just like going tantrums like right now like get over it guys as long as we stay the course <laughs> like i told somebody we still got two huge oceans Two nights ago, I told somebody that we are the equivalent of the angry four-year-old in the room. Oh, yeah. Throwing a tantrum. And everyone else, every other country is standing around going, what are they doing this time? What are they bitching about now? Exactly. As, and, they, as they're, like, closing closets, they're like, oh, guess what on earth are they talking about? There's corpses in every closet they're yeah. closing. Yeah, Meanwhile, exactly. Yeah, like, who are you to judge us? My God. <laughs> what? Did, wait a minute there. Um... I'm sorry. Like, you guys started all of this. <laughs> we were just there. We're basically Australia. <laughs> like, you can't get a reality star running your country because your country's been run by the same person exactly, for the last exactly, hundred yeah, years. Yeah, exactly. Plus, our reality star was, well, he's orange. We had he's to orange. go for him. He's we orange. To, yeah. yeah. He's like, well, I mean, there's no way an orange guy could win. Someone bet it. They were like, I'll bet you this guy looks like a Cheeto. Now, hold on. The one that said you got fired, that's the one. That's He's going to be president. Yeah. Although I was watching South Park. It's going to be huge. Or Simpsons. Huge, huge. I was watching Simpsons again, and it was older episodes. My God, they have referenced him being president a lot. Yeah. Like, it's scary. Like, it's like watching it's like, holy crap. Yep. Yep. Yeah, there it is again. So. There it is. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, uh, it's weird times, and I just – I just want everyone to stop this crap and just go about their lives and be happy. But that's never going to happen. No. But yeah, if you're <laughs> if you're a drunk and you're an alcoholic and you want to change, it's up to you. If you want something in your life that needs to be changed, it's up to you. It's up to you. If you want to have more money, it's up to you. If you want to have more time with your family, that is also up to you. There's going to be consequences to every choice, and you have to weigh those against them. But it really comes down to the core of who you are, what you're willing to live with and without. Well, and that's... You know, at the end of the day, there's consequences for everything. There's hurt for everything. Exactly. I mean, if you want to be strong, you've got to work out. Yeah, those bars were pissed that I stopped paying their rent. Yeah. Like, they were like, hey, where have you been? They could start sending, like, care packages. They didn't. But <laughs> no. No, they didn't. No. Yeah, they were just like, he's some, dead. Some big <laughs> yeah. goods. We knew he died. We, we knew he yeah, died yeah. sooner or later. He was going to die. He <laughs> held on longer than yeah, we thought. Exactly. How much arsenic did you put in there? A lot? Oh, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's. Oh, God. There's so much crap going on. There is. Yeah. Definitely not enough for one podcast. <laughs> Especially when we started with alcoholism. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, we did this. So Joe Rogan and a number of other podcasters mm -hmm. are doing a Sober October. Oh, I think we did mention that. Yeah. And I don't know if we mentioned it at the beginning of the episode. Anyway, either way, we're mentioning it now. And um, so there's a lot of us that just aren't drinking this month now for me i don't drink that much anyway i have on occasion a bourbon you know i had a guest on last week we had a bourbon go figure 
Um, but beyond that, I don't drink. It's it's never been one of those. Now I partied hard, and some might say I was at one point a drunk. Yeah, that's the twenties. That's the twenties are for. <laughs> that one point was from the time I was twenty twenty one till you know thirty. So yeah, I had those times, but um, if I could say anything, it well. If you could say anything to yourself at 21 years old. Wow. Now, looking back at all of the stuff you've been through, looking at where you are now, what would it be? Go knock a chick up so you can get your life together. No, um, (laughs) (laughs) that's honestly what I should say because I would have changed my life completely if I had had a responsibility like that. But um, honestly, if if I had known, I mean... That's a really hard question to anyone ask, let alone anyone who's like old, old and drunk. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> honestly, that it's yours. Just do what you want with it. Yeah. Because that really is. It's it, it, it it's not, and it's not in a selfish. It's not in a shitty way. It it just simply is. Your but story is yours to write. You weren't put here for no reason. You were put here to write. To, to, to live your life. Your life is a story, and you are the author. And you know, however you choose to go about getting the ending of that story written, do it. Do it. But you know, you're the one that wrote it. Well, And, and I, own up to it in the end. You are responsible for where you become and where you're at in life. There are things that will lead to it. There are things that will inhibit it. There are things that are going to really screw it up. But inevitably, if you really look back, a lot of the things that have ever held you back things that you've done to yourself there it is yeah don it's been fun yeah definitely a lot of a lot of <laughs> interesting conversation I, notes <laughs> i told you you yeah. know at the end of the day it, these conversations are just that they're conversations we go down whatever rabbit hole yeah. we want to i i don't go into these with any preconceived notions i have one direction that i want to head and then I see kind of where the conversation takes us. So it's been a pleasure. Absolutely. Well, we'll thank you for having to, me. Yeah. Yeah. We'll definitely be doing this again. All right. Sweet. I'll yeah, get you on. You know here. my number. All right, man. Have a good one. All right. Thank you. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, as I mentioned before, make sure you go to theurbanroaster.com. Feel free to sponsor our podcast. Feel free to share it out with your friends. Help us gain traction. And if you love good coffee, make sure you get over to vcr.coffee and order yourself a bag. Use coupon code urban roaster for 10% off and I will see you again in the next one. We've got a couple new ones coming up here very shortly. Have a great night guys. Later. <laughs>